It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Nancy Walker. singing money 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 oh it's still money money money. must be funny in our trans okay christine baranski solid gold see the only things that i know i i was gonna say i know christine baranski from watching sybil as a little kid or watching my mom watch sybil as i usually say when it comes to like shit like that you know like i i don't know what happened in an episode of Sybil. like grace under fire i remember watching that as a kid too i don't know what What about sin city Spin City. Oh, Spin City. Yeah, I remember that's... watching that too, and I have no idea what it's and, about. Well, that's the one with um, David. Michael J. Fox. Ba- What's the one where David. Veronica's Closet. Veronica's Closet. Yeah. David Spade was on Just Shoot Me. Just Shoot Me, yeah. Veronica's Closet was um, Kirstie Alley. These are all like NBC shows that were like on either. Yeah. For an amount of time. I'm pretty sure Spin City was on Fox, though. It was on ABC. It was on ABC. It might have gone to Fox afterwards because Michael J. Fox left and they got Charlie Sheen instead. And Heather Lockley. Left because he had to leave, not because he was being a booger. Well, yeah, no, I know. I didn't say he had to leave. He was asked to leave. No, I know he had. Well, he didn't have to leave. He had Parkinson's. They were filming around his Parkinson's. Yeah. It had gotten really bad. And it just at that started point. to get worse. And That's un- so manageable. tragic that he got such bad Parkinson's. He's alive still, That's, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's also had like another moderate successful sitcom since. He, what? Had, he had an NBC show, I think just called like the Michael J. Fox show, maybe six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Six years ago, something like that. I think it was called the Michael J. Fox Veronica's show. Veronica's Closet. Who? Was Kirstie Alley? Are you Cassina sure? Jimmy might have been in it also. No, who's the one who was who has like the vague mustache, but it's like a part of her look. I think she was in Haunted House on Haunted Hill or. The cast of Veronica's Closet was Kirstie Alley, Kathy and Jimmy. Oh my god, I love Kathy and Jimmy. I can't find other women. What in other shows were on at that point? Mary that Lynn Rice Cub was on a couple episodes. No, that's like... not what I'm thinking. I I don't think I'm thinking of Veronica's Closet. I think there was a show okay. like Veronica's Closet. Maybe I'm thinking of Just Shoot Me. In addition to Veronica's Closet, there was Caroline in the City. Oh, it might be that. Caroline in the City. I'm going to look up Just Shoot Me real quick. Just Shoot Caroline in the City was What's Her Face? Was Leah Thompson. I'm thinking of Just Shoot Me. Just Shoot Me. You're thinking of then. Hang on. Wendy Malick is who you're thinking of. Yeah, I am thinking. Is of Wendy Malick from Just Shoot Me? I am right? thinking of Wendy Malick. Yeah. Yep, definitely am. Have but she's in. She's in one of those. Oh no, no, I'm not thinking of Wendy. I I love Wendy Malick, but that's not the person I'm thinking of. The person with the vague mustache I'm thinking of is. The like the lead. Yes, is Laura San Giacomo. Uh huh. And isn't she in? Laura San Giacomo sounds like someone we went to high school with. We definitely went to high school with her. <laughs> uh, no, maybe she's... I'm getting she her She had a conflated. big brother who bought us beers that time before the pep rally. She doesn't have a mustache. I'm getting her conflated with the... <sighs> House on Haunted Hill and the Haunting, they all came out at the same time. The woman, Eleanor, Eleanor from the House on Haunted Hill. No, that's from The Haunting. God damn it. Who's The Haunting? Let's see. 
The Haunting was Catherine Zeta-Jones, right? It's from 99. I'm getting her conflated with Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor, yeah. She was the lead in The Haunting. Yeah. Anywho. Ooh, it's time to watch The Muppets, Megan. Oh, yeah. Obviously, anytime we do this, you could tell we didn't love it. That was a four-minute of confusion. I'm just going to guess you didn't love that episode. Uh, I liked parts of it. Really? Yeah. You want to, like, just jump into it? Yeah. And I'll uh, reveal what I enjoyed as we go. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you enjoyed. I'd love to tell you. Cold open, Scooter calls for guest Nancy Walker to stand by. She can't even stand up. That was kind of funny. Yeah. I thought she was good in what she did. Yeah, but she was like barely in it. She was barely in it. And um, so, okay, let's just get started because I think her bit that I really liked is like just one of the first ones anyway. At the show's opening, Fozzie Bear comes on stage to announce that Kermit has just phoned and he is sick and thus left Fozzie in charge. With a little help from Scooter, Fozzie barely makes it through introductions. Scooter's such a jerk. I don't like Scooter. Scooter is a jerk, and um, I really thought it was very funny how, like, he is unable to help Fozzie in any capacity. I, I feel like he doesn't like Fozzie. He definitely doesn't like Fozzie. He doesn't like Fozzie in that, like, maybe if Fozzie fails, he could be the Fozzie. He could, he's always looking to take a better job than the yeah. one that he's offered and, yeah, has. and he has. But he doesn't want to work for it. He wants to fall into uh-huh. a better position. Oh, he's a schmuck. Yeah. And he's, you know what, and he's in line after Gonzo and Piggy, uh-huh. and Kermit will probably ask ten other people, and if we're, and lastly, oh, he yeah. would ask Scooter. If Crazy Harry can't handle it. Yeah. Scooter, Scooter. Can, can take it. Like, this, I could see the Swedish chef opening the show before Scooter. Swedish chef had a nice little cameo. He did, and I really enjoyed that. that I they like that. have someone else play a chef or whatever. Same. You know, like, we have a chef. Yeah. We have him play the and he, chef. He happens to be the Swedish chef. Yeah. Crazy Harry and a troop of whatnot soldiers blow up houses, trees, and airplanes to the tune of Night Train. Um, okay, this was stupid, but were you not, like, shocked when they shot the plane and then the plane crashed and exploded? I was shocked about that. And then I would, because as soon as I saw the plane, I was like, they're going to fucking shoot this plane uh-huh. down. Then they shot the plane down. But my favorite part of that is when they shot this, the theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was like the huge hole next to yeah. the, uh, what is that? The- I wanted to call them Benson and Hedges. Benson and Hedges up in their <laughs> basket. <laughs> <laughs> you know Benson and Hedges up Statler, there. Statler, Benson, and Hedges, Walder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As Fozzie assures Kermit that everything at the theater is going fine, Gonzo informs the bear that there is nothing on stage and no one in the audience. Fozzie rushes to call the audience back and t- to introduce their guest. I like this. The very, like, so, like slow to the pickup Fozzie was while Gonzo's like, you know, no one's out there. And he's like, I love your what do you mean no one's out there? And he's like, no one is out on the stage. And he goes, oh, no one's on the stage. You know, like that yeah, whole back and forth of, like, Gonzo not just getting out like, hey, Fozzie, you need to get the show going because people left and there's no one on stage right now performing. Instead of, like... What I would have liked to have seen is um, some of these Muppets sort of just, like, oh, there's an open slot. And go test stuff. Yep, I and thought just that's go what Fozzie stuff. was setting himself up for. And Gonzo. Like, that, that's what I meant, Gonzo. I thought Gonzo was like, hey, there's no one on the stage. And he's like, and I, I got this ju- flaming chicken. guitar yeah. or something. You know, yeah. I really thought that that's what he was doing, too. But Instead, I was, was surprised. He was trying and I, to be helpful. And I would have liked to be, like... I would have liked, um... Kermit to be like, who's on stage now? And for Fozzie to have looked over and said, like, 
what the hell is Gonzo doing out uh-huh. there? Like, oh, what? well, he's on like a unicycle. Yeah. With, yeah. Juggling chickens yeah, or something. Exactly. Fozzie introduces the next sketch featuring the incredibly talented, unforgettable, and forgets Nancy Walker's name. Oh, my God. When Fozzie realizes that he is also in the sketch, he calls Scooter out to stall while he gets in his costume. This was Scooter rude. does so by trying to sell magazine subscriptions to the audience. For his school? Uh, yeah, newsflash. Scooter's in some sort of school. Yeah. And is now selling magazine subscriptions to win a skateboard. He's not going to be able to skateboard. Could you, could you make him? What a dweeb. He Wait. Skateboard. Tell me, is that Gonzo on a skateboard? There's a toy? A McDonald's toy? Oh, I don't know. Because I, I think there's Muppet on a skateboard, and I just can't think of which one. And I'm like, God damn it if it's Scooter. It can't be Scooter. Scooter's not cool enough to skateboard. He would Scooter. Scooter or um, roller skates. <laughs> yeah. I would say roller skates. Not blades. Not inline. He's he's go- he's got like those ones that you um you strap to your sneakers even. Oh yeah, those ones. Yeah, I was gonna say because I have roller skates and roller blades, and I'm not calling them limb cool. at all. But he has those ones that adjust, you know, that yeah, like yeah. lock into your little your Velcro shoes. He definitely has those. Yeah, I would say bring back Scooter's uncle and get rid of Scooter. JP Gross, yeah. you want him back? Just playing Gross. Just playing Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like this episode really. I thought that this was going to be so... It was funny on paper. The was, idea that, like, Kermit is out and Fozzie has to... I agree. It was good on paper. And I was kind of excited for this episode, because, of course, it's Rhoda's mom. Mm-hmm. But they didn't even get that right, but we'll get to that. Well, she finally shows up now, as Fozzie tries to serve Nancy at a luncheon counter, but every time he does, luncheon counter monster... That is the character's name. The <laughs> luncheon counter monster eats what he brings her. This was, like, stupid and long-winded until it, the punchline made it worth it to me. The punchline was definitely good. That but Nancy this was like to all the trash, too. I really yes, liked that. Yes, it was very funny. And, he, and they, like, broke apart the counter. But, like, that... <laughs> they were eating the counter. That misunderstanding, like... Oh, I hate that I, It's stuff. such an annoying, oh, like, no, trope to me. It's very Mr. Bean. Yes. Were you a Mr. Bean person? No, I can only remember in like fifth grade watching Bean the movie. You ever seen the movie? Mm-mm. It's good. I remember the advertisements in the early 2000s for vacation all I ever wanted and it was like Mr. Bean goes on vacation. I only remember because the Go-Go song was so in it. So the only movie that I've ever seen was Bean and that was an American adept like movie. It was like a Bean in America basically and the whole thing is that he comes to America and I don't know if he, like, stays with an American family in, like, Los Angeles or something. I remember him driving a car and cutting off a motorcyclist, and the motorcyclist gives him the finger, and then he learns to give people the finger, and he thinks that it's, like, him, like, saying hello to people in cars and stuff. It's the only thing I remember is Mr. Bean flipping off everyone as he drives around. Oh, my God, a 14-year-old's dream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or 12. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't remember necessarily enjoying the movie. I think Rowan Atkinson is very good in the film Rat Race. Mm-hmm. He's not Bean, but he is Bean. Is Rat Race the same as Euro Race? No, Euro Trip. They both have uh, Breck and Meyer in them, yeah, I was which say. I think is what's got you. Okay, I love his name still. I love the name Breck and Meyer. Do you know, I just saw a trailer, This not a trailer, but uh, the opening sequence for a... Rodney Dangerfield sitcom from 1992 called Here's Rodney, or Where's Rodney, I think it was called, and Brecken Meyer was like the son on that show. Get out. And I think her name is Lisa O'Neill. 
the daughter, the oldest daughter from the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies, mm-hmm. they were both in it together. She's blonde. Yeah. And she mops in the beginning of the movie. Yes. Yeah, I know her. Who else was in the... It was a weird, like, trailer. Or It wasn't a trailer. It was a the sitcom intro to this show. But the it didn't have a theme song. It was just, like, kind of Seinfeldian, like, ba-ding! And then, like, a weird bit of Rodney's act, which is so, like, exhausting. <laughs> you know, like, that, like... Oh, that's not oh, a I'll tell you. Not, yeah, yeah bleh, bleh. he would do like. Bleh. I don't get no respect. Yeah, Isn't that and his then thing? it would go to, and it, again it would go like, and then he would come back and he would do like another thing, but like the way we're like conditioned to watch a sitcom's opening title is that you know some cheesy song, and then like the characters look at the camera, <laughs> you know, like and put down the baseball, Child and then it says their name. Exactly. Of all, lives. all of those theme songs were exactly like that mm-hmm. in the 90s. But this is instead like, <sighs> this girl looks at the camera, and it's a like Rodney doing in the a, weird, <laughs> a weird bit over just their name. I forget what, I stopped getting Netflix DVDs, but I forget what DVD I put in. And it might have actually not been a Netflix DVD, but I put in a DVD, and there was a preview for that Ladybugs movie. Oh shit! Uh-huh. Speaking of Rodney Dangerfield, yeah, and he gets like hitting the balls with the soccer. Yeah. yeah, I've. I don't think I've really ever enjoyed a Rodney Dangerfield movie. So we used it. My dad liked his stand up, I guess, uh-huh. and like Rodney Dangerfield, and he would fan, he would do an impersonation of Rodney Dangerfield. Uh-huh. And I f- remember like somebody bought him like a figure, and you must have seen this at I've my seen house. It. I have we seen had it. like a Rodney Dangerfield like uh-huh. a weirdo figure, but I don't think we ever. And it would put, like go like yeah, this, and I, it would say like a bit of his. Or yeah, whatever. it was so dumb. And he'd be like, that's not a dog, that's my wife. Yeah, and it's like Rodney Dangerfield is like a caricature of Rodney Dangerfield almost. I think he <laughs> did become a caricature of Rodney Dangerfield, and that Later was the shtick yeah. instead. Yep. Like, because he was doing like that kind of vaudeville style act in the 80s, right? Like, I just who else was doing like, that? No one. Bug eyes. Yeah. What else is he in? What other movies? Rover Dangerfield. He's in like those. He wasn't he. He's in like the Lampoon movies from the eighties. Oh yeah, there's like Back on Campus or something. Is one of them Back to School? He's in Caddyshack too. He's in Caddyshack. Yeah, he's not a strong enough. Oh no, he's not a leading man to lead anything. Yeah, that's why this this sitcom titles. You need to watch it later because it goes on. It's like a minute and a half, and like it's all just introducing people that you've never heard of or that you. Oh, shit, that person. You know, like, they introduce, like, 14 actors in the title. You've never... Se- I've never seen a title sequence that long in my entire life. That it just, like, keeps introducing... It's, like, too many cooks. people were, like, yeah, unemployed, like, right and away. <laughs> exactly. Those people were, like, I got the Rodney Dangerfield show. And they're, like, you know? I also got the Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. And then oh, it's, like... wait. Wait. <laughs> I know. My cousin had that. My kid's gonna be in the Rodney Dangerfield show, too. It's, like, how many people? And Rodney was the hugest thing. So, it's, you know... You start like, okay, so when I, okay, I could probably buy a house over here. I could probably, you know, you start spending that money in your head. Well, Seinfeld did it, so. I just got through the first two seasons of Seinfeld. I'm on the fourth now, but the first two are so rough, man. Yeah. They put it on Netflix, so I'm like, I don't know, I've never seen everyone. I watched the first one the other day. The first one's bad. Yeah. The second one is, like, rough. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's. And then I hit this weird patch where, like, I feel it like gets Elaine wasn't even in it. Yeah, And I'm yeah. like, I love Elaine. I know. She's great. Yeah. And I'm slowly realizing that I have 
very strong George Costanza tendencies, mm-hmm. that's probably a problem. <laughs> like, that's very <laughs> funny. I have, Tell me when you get to my favorite episode. Which which favorite episode? I have a couple, but my one one favorite episode, which gives me the creeps and I love it. Uh-huh. It's okay. So George Costanza, Costanza's dad, mm-hmm. Jerry Stiller, is like selling computers out of his garage. Uh-huh. I don't know. George is dating this woman, and this woman happens to have a doll that looks exactly Uh, like his mother. I've never seen this episode. You talk about it a lot. I've never seen it before, ever. This is one of the creepiest, funniest episodes of Seinfeld. Uh, I'm excited to get to that one. Yeah. I can't wait till you get to it. But I'm, like, burning through episodes, and it's, like... In order, like, all of a sudden, it's, like, the parking garage episode, followed by, like, there, there's these, like, classics. I can't believe how closely written they all were. Yeah, it's the crazy. The Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. The, you know, like... So next time we see uh, Lauren's stepdad, mm-hmm. you can just have Seinfeld conversation with him. Yeah, I finally can speak it. <laughs> I only could understand it, but now yeah. I know how to speak yeah, it. Yeah, you're fluent. <laughs> all right. So... Backstage, Fozzie overhears Gonzo telling Kermit about everything that has been going on wrong with the show and moves quickly to stop him. When Fozzie leaves to introduce the next sketch, Miss Piggy picks up the phone to tell him to tell Kermit that she'll be dedicating the hospital sketch to him. Rolf the dog arrives to inform Piggy that they can't do the hospital sketch because Fozzie just introduced at the dance. I loved this. I'm glad you loved it because... <sighs> I was a little bit scratchy because, look, I got home from a long weekend, Mm -hmm. and then I watched it, and I feel like usually the Muppets make me feel better, Mm -hmm. but this episode just made me scratchier. Yeah. And, like, seeing this, I did like this version of At The Dance, Mm -hmm. but I did not like Miss Piggy on the phone with Kermit. No? No. Why? I don't know. It's, like, very frustrating to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought we would see at any point in time, while Kermit's on the phone, we would see his side of the conversations. Of him, like, sitting on the couch with, like, a tissue in his I would have or, loved know, like, that. Whatever. I like, would have loved that. Maybe some, like, blush on his cheeks or mm-hmm. something. Like, he looks like he's sick or whatever. Like, or they could do that, like, scrunched up. Or, like, he could be pale. Yeah. Instead of, like, a shade of green. He could yeah. be, like, a pale frog. He should have been seen at some point. Like, I mean, I know he, we do see him at the end, but... Spoiler alert! I'm so sorry, you guys. But I think that if, you know, like, instead of just saying, like, oh, he's on the phone. Oh, yeah, Kermit, that's what you say? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we're doing great. You know, like, it would have been funnier to see Kermit. Yeah, Kermit. Hey, Kermit. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Joint. <sighs> and no, so, but this after dance was funny because it's I, like they were like making the jokes and I thought it was a better both of them. Really? Yes. With the show falling apart, it appears to Fozzie that things couldn't possibly get worse. Then he finds out that the crew is threatening to walk out, starting with Harvey, the guy in lighting. I, they don't even mention his name, do they? Oh no, yes they do because he said, I "Better go speak to Harvey." Yeah. Wow, my impression was terrible. I liked it. <laughs> Um, whatever, whatever, whatever. You whatever. can spot Burlington Birdie Sings My Old oh Dutch, assisted my. by Rolf on piano. What a terrible UK spot. Can dude, I just say that? I have no no patience for this dude anymore. No, thank you. Did, I thought Sam the Eagle sketch was better than this. Mm-hmm. Only thing that I liked is that Statler and Waldorf were like 
singing with him or whatever yeah. that they were digging. Like, at least they were enjoying themselves. Uh, yeah, good. That was fun. I was not. Okay. Um, can I ask you about this? Sure. A man listens to the singing of several birds, including his own pet bird that's Fa- in a cage, until a giant chicken crashes through his wall and puts him in the Favorite cage. Favorite sketch of the night. This was like the sketch of the season. This was hilarious. I love this. Because I'm like, I, I'm i watching it. I was doing dishes and I was watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is cute. Like the birds. I like that um, it started with that like woodpecker. Oh, yeah. But I think we saw a couple episodes back with yeah. the bat. And, and I like that they all made different noises. Yes. It was super cute. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is, you know, and the, like that weird little man was like enjoying it. And then all of a sudden his wall started like being broken like through. Like the Kool-Aid man. A giant freaking okay. chicken. I love that they put him in, he put him in the cage. And like he picks him up like by his, like, like the yeah. top of his head. Yeah. And he just like flaps around <laughs> with his Muppet body. It was really great. Only to be, and then he takes the lid, like the whole cage off, puts him on the base of the cage, and then just puts it over it. I really, really like that. And then the little. No, this made up for the uh, UK spot, I have to say. Because mm-hmm. the UK spot was really atrocious this week. I'm starting to, like, um. I hope they start cutting the UK spots from these episodes. Atrocious. It's not the UK, <laughs> it's not for us. No. In Nancy's dressing room, Fozzie tries to reassure Nancy that the show is on the right track again. But he has trouble convincing himself. Nancy tries to cheer him up by singing Pick Yourself Up. It works until Nancy reminds Fozzie that it's just a song and the show is actually in a lot of trouble. I thought this was funny. I liked that, too. I liked this a lot. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's hilarious and and a little like cheeky mm-hmm. and rude. But it was cute. I thought it was very funny. You alluded to this before, but Sam the Evil... Evil? <laughs> Sam the Evil. Sam the Evil. Sam the Eagle gives an editorial about nudity, complaining that underneath their clothing, clothing, the entire population of the world is naked. Sam's editorial comes to an end when he realizes that underneath his feathers, he too is naked. He, Stupid. but his face <laughs> when he backs up is very funny, <laughs> and he's like so embarrassed, and he's actually mortified. He's like even birds. He's like by that math. That means I am. Yeah, awesome. and then it cuts right Uh-oh. away, luckily, to something else because it was like okay. Yeah, a lot of like Nancy not doing anything because we're back in Nancy's dressing room. Miss Piggy pops in to borrow a brush. When Nancy allows this, Piggy starts to talk about how motherly Nancy is, mirroring the role she plays on television. Nancy tries to correct her, but is interrupted by a phone call from Kermit. She offers the sick frog some motherly advice. Their conversation is cut short, however. When Miss Piggy learns that Kermit claims to have the swine flu. So, they could have done this whole thing way better. If the idea of Kermit being sick, all of this, Kermit could have been there. And she could have acted like a concerned mother. Yeah, that he finally, like, he showed up. Got Swedish like, chef to do, make oh, her some soup. I had soup, to come by anything, because yeah. I'm worried now. I yeah. was on the phone with Fozzie when all this shit was going south. Now maybe Nancy could make could this like, couch hit, for him yes. or something. Or, I like that punch. I also like again. We see Kermit at his house. Oh yeah, and She's Nancy's there. And then maybe Kermit turns to Piggy and says, "Oh, he claims he has the swine flu." And then we cut back to Nancy on the phone, and she's like, "Whatever, blah blah blah." And then we see Kermit in his house alone, and Miss Piggy punches him in the face at his house. That like, she would goes be from so funny. Goes from backstage to Kermit's house, and punches just, him in the face, oh, and then yeah, comes back Pig. to Nancy. I mean, oh yeah, Frog goes yeah. in. Hi-ya. Hi-ya. I love that, Doug. Brilliant. <laughs> you should have written this episode. We need, we, we're, I mean, we're trying to punch up this show as best we can. Punch it up. Come on, Jim Henson. It, 
Jim, hire us to fix your old episodes. Make them more fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know why this is, like, what they did with her. She just spends a lot of time backstage. I mean, I guess that's... The she can conceit. sing. She's talented. <sighs> then what else? What happens next? <laughs> backstage, Fozzie tells Scooter that he feels too ashamed to go back out on stage. Scooter then offers a letter from Nancy. I can't stand how insecure Fozzie is. It's, like, really unbearable. To cheer him up, which reads, Dear Fozzie, I just want to tell you... What a pleasure it was to work with you on your show. You're really terrific. The frog's been holding you back. Now ready for his introduction, Fozzie goes on stage, leaving the note behind for Scooter to read. Of course, Scooter doesn't need to read it since he wrote it. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, good. At least you knew you figured out how to get him to do something. So um, good on Scooter, I guess, for doing that at least. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't tell Fozzie that. He told us that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know... He didn't Bobby break that illusion. Mm-hmm. In the other room. Gonzo interrupts Fozzie's introduction to remind him not to forget Nancy Walker's name. This time, even offering Fozzie a new helpful suggestions to remember it. Fozzie <laughs> assures Gonzo that he will not forget the guest star's name and then forgets to introduce her. I loved this. I love any time that Gonzo's on stage lately. And this, like, trying to be helpful. Fancy talker. In over... You remember it, too, right? Like... Yeah, in trying to like over explain and make sure that he's prepared, he just gave He Fozzie said Nancy a Walker, not fancy talker, which I thought was so funny. <laughs> so stupid. I, anything Gonzo does, I'm just tickled by, really. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much anymore. Gonzarella <laughs> Here for Gonzo. <laughs> Sweetums joins Nancy on stage for a closing number, singing and dancing together. They can't take that away from me. All of these songs this episode were so, like, I don't know. I think I fell asleep during this number. I liked it on paper. Sweetums doing a dance with this little lady, you know, like, because they're both so oppositely sized and stuff. This took so flippin' long. Mm -hmm. This was way too long. Yeah. Boring. A lot of the time, that's what some of the problems are with these sketches. They're just too long. I don't know. I did. I have to tell you, I really didn't love this episode, and I kept thinking, I don't know what's worse, this one or the Harvey Corman. Well, we're almost through it. Like once we hit Steve Martin, we kind of have like this amazing. Oh episode. yeah, I know it's gonna. I know, you know it gets better. I do know it. I'm sticking it out with you, Dougie. So at closing, Kermit shows up to give Nancy Walker at least one good introduction. But he messes it up. Additionally, Nancy gets back at Fozzie for, get, for forgetting his name. I thought that was funny. By forgetting his name, sorry. I like the little sick Kermit. I don't know why he came in in the hospital gown, though. He was wearing a hospital gown, and he had one of those, like, ice packs, ice packs on his head. The ice pack was cute. The hospital gown was stupid. And they gave him, like, a... He did... Ha- I can't do it, because I can't do a Kermit Ooh. voice. But he had, like, a daisily, like, sick Kermit and he voice. Yeah, and I like stuff. that. What's what's next on the docket for us, Doug? Well, first of all, I just want to let you know, Sam's speech about nudity was cut when it aired on Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was for kids. Yeah, it was, like, silly. It was so, it was such a kid's joke. Yeah. Like, Mom, did you know we're naked under our clothes? It's like, that's I'm very... I'm naked right now. Your epidermis is showing, <laughs> yeah, oh, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like that, it's like you your, know? your epidermis is showing. <laughs> I remember that. Someone got me the first time they said it to <laughs> me. I was like, wait, what? What's that? Ha ha ha, that's your skin. Epidermis means skin. Our, oh, God, <laughs> Megan. What? Our next episode is Edgar Bergen. 
Is that Candace Bergen's daddy? No. I don't uh, know. Okay, let's see. Hang on. Th- this is the plot for the episode. Inspired by Edgar and his dummies. Oh my god, he's a flippin' ventriloquist? Mm-hmm. How about Sherry Lewis? Inspired by Edgar and his dummies, Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd, Fozzie tries his hand at a ventriloquism act. Unfortunately, he doesn't really understand the principle behind the act and expects his dummy to talk on his own. Everybody knows the dummies are evil. Everybody. Okay. Now let's look. Famed vaudevillian Edgar Bergen and his wooden sidekick, Charlie McCarthy. This is like a frightening... This is like Slappy the Dummy from Goosebumps with a top hat, basically. Oh, Doug, did you read The Weird New Jersey this... I didn't. Okay. The latest issue? Yes. Oh my god, you have to read it. Mm -hmm. So they feature, uh, you know, drawings and covers from Goosebumps done by a guy from New Jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that... This, I almost said episode, this um, rendition of Weird New Jersey is so good, there's a whole spread on Madawan in it. Mm -hmm. South Amboy... It's very oh, yeah, central. It's a very central New Jersey oriented. That's hard to find every now and then. Yeah, it feels like a lot of weird New Jersey magazines are like, "Here's some scary shit in the Pine Barrens," or "Here's some scary shit up in like Hapatcong," yeah. and that's it. Hapakong. There's no like in between. You know? Yeah, there's a really weird antique store that I want to go to called Obnoxious Antiques, and it's all like old boardwalk and circus. Mm-hmm. Like you know those uh, fiberglass statue things and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you call it again? Obnoxious called, Antiques? Where yeah, is that? It's in uh, Florence, New Jersey. So I think Florence. that's exit 6A. It's almost near Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah and it's far too far. Anyway. But that sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound cool. And that's where, like, all that good, weird old shit is. Like, to junk, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. down in that area of the state. Like, good old weird shit. I mm-hmm. love that. I called them today to see if they were open on Saturday, and he's like, it's the beginning of the week. I don't know what it's going to be like. And I was like, oh, okay. Love that kind of place. No, he was really friendly. That's a little frightening. He was like in my business. But uh-huh. then I realized that I don't know that they're like just like open to the public like that. And then I yeah. was like, maybe I should plan to do something else. But. Yeah. Well, if you went down and you did like Columbus Flea Market or something, that's a really good flea market down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. A big indoor-outdoor one. Oh, good. I'll like, check that cool out, maybe. outside. Columbus Flea Market? Yeah. Okay, cool. You do like the, um, or is it? Yeah, Columbus. Down in Columbus. And then there's, um, what do you call it? There's also Cowtown Flea Market, which is down that way too. Which is over where like the old horse ranches are. And Liz and I went to a rodeo there <gasps> a few years ago. I want to go to a rodeo? Yeah. What was that? Lisa doesn't want to go to one because she's scared they're going to like, what they do to the horses and stuff. Uh, well, we, we, we primarily did that. Like the, um, what do they call that? Where, like the barrel chase or whatever oh. where the horses like it wasn't like the um there was nothing like violent cruelty about you know it. yeah it's more like stunt stuff that's that so they cool do with them. i want to yeah. go to a rodeo it was cool i had zero expectations and then i bought that bolero hat that i sent you a picture of uh-huh. and i just got it today and i put it on and lisa was like cracking up hysterically and then made fun <laughs> of me and said that the hat is too big for you and i said no the hat fits my head perfectly and she said no the brim of it is too big for your head. And I was like, I don't care what you say. I like my bolero hat. Thank you. (laughs) I'm trying to be a gay rodeo I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's like a very weird thing. Yeah. I like the costumery of it. And um, it was like, Liz has family down that way. And randomly was like, let's go to Cowtown. And I was like, what's that? She's like, you'll see. Come on. And (laughs) she said, like, you know, we went on the turnpike and she's like, okay, exit here. 
And she's like, I used to live over there and like all this weird oh, shit. Oh, that's it was so cool. cool. Anyway, sorry about that. We're in New Jersey. So Edgar Bergen, famed vaudevillian Edgar Bergen and his wooden sidekick Charlie McCarthy. This is scary to me already. particular meaning for Jim Henson. Bergen guest starred on episode 207 of The Muppet Show, accompanied by both Charlie and his other dummy, Mortimer Snurd. Bergen's daughter, Candace Bergen, yep. had previously appeared, uh, appeared as a guest on the series, and his wife, Frances Bergen, made a cameo in The Muppets Take Manhattan. And his what, Frances Bergen? His wife, Frances Bergen, <gasps> oh makes a cameo so in The Muppets like Take Manhattan. Oh my god, they're like a show-busy family. Yeah. Both Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy made a cameo in The Muppets movie. Oh, wow. Edgar died shortly after his scene was filmed. Holy the shit. The Muppets movie is dedicated to him. He is one of the... Okay, do you remember the beauty pageant? When Miss Piggy is in the the pageant at that circus or whatever, yeah. whatever, yeah, he's one of the judges at the pageant. Aww. Now that I'm seeing like this, still, it's very familiar. We're gonna have to do the. We're gonna have to do that soon. We'll too. be coming up to it soon enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna do it in order. Yeah, right? chronologically, because okay, yeah, chronic- it's like it's kind of cool that, that even though we- like the summer break was the Muppet movie. That you know? is so cool. We are going to be doing Muppets Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Halloween we'll release it that. Whatever episode closest to Halloween. Okay, cool. The, hu- mu- the Huppets Monted Henshin. Oh, I the like that you were able to do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. Then my brain just had a burtation. Yeah. The like, Huppets Monted. <laughs> the Huppets Monted Hansen? Yeah. Jim Hansen. Jim Hansen. Hansen. Mm-bop. Hansen. What was I just All right. Oh. Well, hopefully he's good. Hopefully it's not terribly creepy. I mean, it- it, he must be an inspiration, too, to Jim. I mean, Jim's had his whole family on also, or had, you know, worked around his whole family. You maybe know? maybe he, like, was a private donator, too. Maybe. Because to, like, what teaching his methods Jim is doing is, like, pretty unique. I mean, I know they're puppets, but they're really Muppets. Like, he created a world of puppetry. Yeah. Where even, like, we've talked about this before, where even, like... People have copied the style of Muppets. Mm-hmm. And Tammy Faye Baker, I mean, started off doing, like, some puppet stuff for, like, some children's show that she did, and she called it a Muppet. Oh, really? Yeah, she, like, after yeah. the Muppets, which I think, I, this is a random fact. Yeah. I watched the Tammy Faye Baker movie not Both too long ago. Both of them. <laughs> the doc and the movie. I can't believe you didn't know she was on this real life, though. No. Oh my god, it's a good season. I need to see that. I don't even know what The Surreal Life is about. The Surreal Life is like eight or ten washed up C-list celebrities all locked in a house together on VH1. It's like Big Brother. Oh, I have to watch that. And they have to like, they can get voted out of the house. Do you, but you think don't they have, have it on to, Paramount Plus? I think so. Good. But you don't get voted out of the house. You have to go live in this like shitty guest house where everybody sleeps in a bed in the same room. Ew. It's like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, you don't leave. You're still on the show, but you're not, like, in the nice accommodations. That's so weird. Yeah, it was weird. But that's where, like, that show was ground zero for Flavor of Love. Flavor Flav! Flavor Flav, in her season, Flavor Flav fell in love with, in, in air quotes, with Brigitte Nielsen. And that spawned, like, basically VH1's entire identity from 2001 to 2010. I love New York. My favorite. Uh huh. And but you you wouldn't get that without the surreal life. It's wild. I'm so glad because Tiffany Pollard deserves. I one a time platform. saw a thing that said that the surreal life basically spawned 60, I think, reality shows. In that all the spinoffs of I Love New York and then I Love New York, the guys who lost that had the real chance at love. That you know, like it was all. Then there was I Love Money. There was all these shows that like came from Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah, probably. 
That feels like it should be. Like, what about Big Ange? I loved that one. Is Big Ange a part of that? She should be if she's not. What was she like? One of the like the she a was mob a, wife. Yeah, or something? she was a mob wife, but she yeah. was like too awesome and too cool. And then she got her own spin-off called own Big spin-off, Ange. Yeah. Right? All right, oh so we just did Nancy Walker. Next week is Edgar Bergen. Then we have Steve Martin, Madeline Kahn, George Burns, Dom DeLuise, Bernadette Peters, Rudolph Nerev, Elton John, Lou Rawls. Elton John? Cleo Lane, Julie Andrews. Miss Cleo, did you say? <laughs> who is Cleo? I'm not going to click who Cleo yeah. Lane is. We'll figure it out. So, yeah, we have a lot of really great stuff coming up. You can follow the show on social media at ITTWTM. Um, that's really it. Watch the Edgar Bergen episode and join us here next week. On the Muppets. It's time to watch the Muppets. <laughs> On the Muppets. On the Muppets. Thanks for the gumball. Doggy. <laughs>